You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream, cause I'm working too hard, and I want to feel so alive. I jump out of bed because I love my life. Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive. Being myself, clarity will arrive. So I'll stand out and be J U I C Y. Stand out and be J U I C Y. Well, thank you very much, honey. For those of you that don't know, that is my husband, who is our wonderful announcer. All right, I have a question for you. Would you ever get naked on TV? Right? Now, most of you are probably like, no fucking way would I get naked on TV. However, what if it was the most impactful way that you could make a difference and live your mission? And as our guest calls it, living your dharma. Kamala Devin McClure, she got naked on TV emotionally and physically in the Showtime hit docuseries, Polyamory, Married and Dating. She is a muse, a mystic, a mentor. She's the author of a ton of books. She's appeared on talk shows and other documentaries. And she travels the world as faculty at the International School of Temple Arts. And we're going to tell you what that means. And she is the founder of San Diego Tantra Theater and Polly Palooza. She lives in San Diego with her husband over 17 years and her 12-year-old son. And she is here today to tell the story of how after her reality show aired, she had a nervous breakdown and nearly divorced her husband and left her son. But now they are traveling the world and living their dreams And she has a new book coming out next year called Sex Shamans, True Stories of Sacred Sexuality and Awakening. I am honored to call this woman my friend. We are now in what we're calling a peer coaching relationship because she is launching some new, very important projects. And she helped me launch this. I thought, who better to get me to launch something that might be a little bit edgy and somewhat controversial (laughs) than somebody who has been naked on TV. (laughs) So um, I'm just honored to have her in my life. And, uh, and um, just another layer of our relationship is that um, one of her projects is that her and her husband, Michael are mentoring, have chosen to mentor um, a handful of couples over the next year to do a deep dive into their relationship and not, you know, couples that are really wanting to be proactive and deepen that connection versus, you know, in some kind of need for, you know, in some kind of crisis. So Greg and I will be married 25 years next year. And as our gift to each other, better than any fucking trip, 
or it's going to be a trip, but just not on a cruise or something. Um, we're going to be working with Kamala Devi and Michael and a bunch of like-minded couples over the next year. And we're super, super excited. All right, let's get on with interviewing this amazing woman. Kamala Devi. Hello. Welcome to GFR. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I cannot wait for my audience to get to experience you and us and what we talk about here today. So yay. Thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> so we, we know like the title of our episode, right, is from nervous breakdown to sexual shaman. So we're kind of like, <laughs> we front loaded, you know, the headline and you know, this, the show is to serve people in, with these transformation stories and you know we we call the dark night the breakdown before a breakthrough the wormhole is my special term for it so let's just is it okay if we just jump right in yeah i'm happy to um you know and and before i i guess my preface in addition to being a reality show you know personality and and what i've known for i think it's important for me to just relate and you know this because we're friends um, but you know, I'm I'm a mama and a um, and you know a wife, and it's been I'd say immensely doubly challenging to be you know this like burning this really bright path when when being both a career woman you know <laughs> you know and a home you know a housekeeper so or what do they call it homemaker <laughs> yes yes thank you for that because I could see for sure that. Even when I was writing it down, I was like, that's not Kamala Devi reality show TV stars. I don't, didn't really see your show as reality, but obviously it for sure was. Sure. Uh, so thank you for that. And I shared about our peer coaching relationship in the intro. And that's part of what had, you know, I know you were attracted to working with me for, you know, for reasons. And I was attracted to you because I knew that this um, show was really going to be and is going to be salacious in a way and I was like I, I need to I need to definitely you know be connected with somebody who has lived that even though I know this will be probably a you know I'm not getting naked yet on the show so it's a little <laughs> <laughs> well it's you know you're getting emotionally naked with people that's right that's so in true a lot of ways harder than taking off your clothes um so I applaud that and I think you know what I to start off for those who haven't seen the show, you know, I'll give a little taste, a little tease, which is that um, my husband and I, who've been together for 17 years, decided to invite another uh, married couple to join our family and actually move in and help raise our son. And it was this grand experiment because we've been in this open relationship and we wanted to see what it'd be like to be you know, intentional living together while the cameras followed us, not just in our daily life, but also into the bedroom. And so my, you know, I think a lot of people want, they're like, oh, how fantastic to be on a reality show or like, you know, it's very much a personality or ego boost. And it's very ego confronting too. But my deep, deep call to do it was to reveal that there's, other options than just monogamy and wanting the world to see, hey, here's an alternative lifestyle. And nobody else was really willing at that time to show that. So I felt really called to do it. But it was a huge 
stretch, obviously, <laughs> and very demanding. And after uh, the show and through the process, the partnership, you know, with Jennifer and Tall, who are our lovers, long-term lovers, um, they not only divorced, but we all broke up. And it was breakup after breakup, really devastating, challenging. We had other lovers and there were other breakups involved. And um, af after the show was getting a lot of attention and a lot of, um, you know, we were like doing talk shows and interviews. So all the stress was going on. And meanwhile, I was um, falling apart just really to my knees and almost divorced my husband in the process. You know, he, he had another lover at the time and I thought they'd be better off together. And, um, but I was actually suffering from real health issues. And so the, my flavor of nervous breakdown, and I believe we're these multidimensional beings and everybody goes through stressors differently. You know, we all fall apart in different ways. And my flavor was actually these like, seizures like I it was like the motion would get so great and I would just completely like lose control of my physical body wow it's scary because you know if you're walking down the street and the next thing you know you're like you know there's it's like there was blood and concrete and 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 I could I, I couldn't drive like it was a really scary time so I had to actually stop stop everything you know took a sabbatical a deep sabbatical to you know to put myself and my life back together Yes. And yeah. And yeah. Uh, as you said, the breakthrough leads to the, you know, the breakdown leads through to another, uh, it's like a portal to another way of being. And I, when I put myself together, wasn't the same being. It's like, I feel like I'm a new species now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, guiding my life in a whole different, not different direction, but a different center of gravity. Yes, thank you. That's a great metaphor, different center of gravity. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's easy to re-enter and feel like you need to pick up where you left off some, some, in some way, which, I mean, we are the common denominator, so in that way, you're picking up where you left off because, <laughs> you know, you're still, there's still very much yourself at some level, and then also to allow for that evolution. And, you know, as an entrepreneur who is inspired by and driven by a mission, which you are, to have put yourself out there in such a raw, not just the naked physically, right? The naked mm -hmm. emotional mm -hmm. way, then to uh, be really confronted with the breakdown around that. It's, I just can't even imagine what what that particular brand of, you know, what we call around here, wormhole feels like in the public, you know, mm -hmm. to on the show here didn't have a TV show. So, you know, maybe we'll have more, but for now. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah and, you know, I think in more and more people are, there's a per public persona, whether or not you're on a TV show, we all have Facebook pages and we've got social media and we've got, and there's, there really is a, um, you know, any entrepreneur has been crafting their public image and many of the, whether you call it nervous breakdown or existential crisis, or, you know, like you said, dark night of the soul, but some people just say midlife crisis. <laughs> when we 
when there's a crack between, oh, wow, who I thought I was and who I really am, and that crack starts to widen to where you actually fracture and you go, whoa, I'm not that, that that creates such dissonance that all kinds of symptomology can arise. You know, mine happen to be seizures, but, you know, we've seen other people who are like, wow, I need to dye my hair purple and buy a motorcycle and, you know, date someone half my age. And, you know, like, and that's all can also be, I mean, it can be an exhilarating, liberating time, but it can also be a type of um, letting go of who they thought they were, you know, yes. and, and then coming, it can be easy and playful and fun, or it could be disastrous to reorient around the soul instead of the personality is the way I conceptualize it. Yes. Yes. I love that. The way you conceptualize it. I'm grabbing my, um, my GFR commandments here, which there, there'll be a link in the show notes so you can grab yours too, because you know, you talked about number eight, which is, um, around stopping, right? Like that at some point you was like, okay, I, you know, and you know, and I, I think, that I have this, I have this working theory around some of these commandments, perhaps preventing the bigger like wormhole situation. And, but then I also have the same work, another working theory that like we have our path and that the mission based soul based entrepreneur up levels, they up level through these situations that cannot be created any other way like that, that they need to go through it. So mm-hmm. I kind of have, I kind of straddle, you know, two schools of thought. So the school of thought that's like, maybe that we could prevent um, says, okay, you know, where do we need to stop? Like, you know, okay. You know, your body was basically, <laughs> you know, your body was, was giving you such clear messages. And I also think that we have such opportunities so often to stop you know, and commandment goes, know that stopping sometimes is the most lucrative action to take. And I chose the word lucrative. I also mean, like, is the most, like, beneficial to your mission, you know, will will eventually help you help even more people, you know, if you stop for now kind of thing. And um, yeah, I resonate with the lucrative, like it was a very rich time for me, like mm-hmm. never before, like not even in pregnancy, did I have to you know, do as much, well, I'm drinking green juices and, and detoxing and getting massages. And like, it was like a really rich time for me. And although that sounds like super decadent, it was a, uh, neurochemical imperative. You know, I, it turns out and people don't know this, but when you have a lot of stress in your system, the, the body can't detox like stress actually inhibits this natural process of like renewing cells. So you get all of this, like tox, you get toxified. And in my case, it was neurotoxins. So I'd done some really deep blood testing that resulted in, in showing that my body couldn't get rid of waste. And so I had to flush myself. And it sounds like, you know, it's a particular health thing for me, but, but, the, but it was stress induced in the same way that somebody, for somebody, it might be like, oh, all of a sudden, a, a um, what's it called, a autoimmune disorder will, will manifest because of the stress. It's like, there's all kinds of different directions it could go. But the point being that stopping was nourishing and 
and really took my um, growth path like it was a, a quantum leap for me. It was nonlinear, the growth that happened because of that episode. Absolutely. And when I talk about the wormhole, I'm referring to the science fiction phenomena that often the ship right goes through the wormhole and it's like crazy and everyone's shaking around and you know and they come out the other side whoosh and they're usually in some other dimension other time like they you know they have somehow collapses time has collapsed and they're and that's how i see these you know these periods of time for the people that we're talking to is like you know it is a quantum leap it's like it's not linear um and 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 you can't get there any other way Um, maybe not even duplicatable right (laughs) you can't you can't go back and trace your path to do it again or what yeah so you know so it's a it's an interesting question because i think at the premise of this conversation we're asking like do we have to go through the suffering you know to get to the reward and now this is i do feel like if we use the metaphor of a chrysalis and someone's going through the goo in order to become a butterfly, it's like, it doesn't matter if that cocoon is fixed to a beautiful tree or is it like in a wild storm, totally precariously perched and just has this like, just really (laughs) difficult time becoming the butterfly. Like the actual process of becoming the butterfly is imminent. Like if it's in us to become more, you know, what oftentimes that's what precedes our potential but I don't, I, I don't believe I had to suffer nearly as much as I did. You know, yes, I've done enough personal work to look back and be like, oh, I'm grateful for that episode and all that I learned. But, you know, there's a lot gentler ways of doing it. And I'm not of the belief that we have to, you know, suffer, that, that challenges, deep, painful challenges necessary for growth. Like, I believe in okay. growing pleasure and play and (laughs) ease just as much as struggling. But sometimes, you know, like when we take it too far and we ignore all the signs and we stop listening to our bodies, we're going to suffer. Yes. You know, embarrassingly, humbly, I admit I was really bullheaded and driven and like couldn't even stop to see that my body was crying out to, to slow down. Yes. And did you say embarrassingly so? Yeah. I mean, you know, I look back and I'm like, duh, that is kind of um, oblivious, especially for someone who identifies as a Tantra teacher. Like I teach embodiment, you know, I teach about like, you know, being in the body and in pleasure. And here I am totally ignoring all the signs of like, I'm not even healthy and I'm still pushing on towards my, you know, like my activism. Yes. <laughs> and you are not alone in the community of, of, of people that are on the show. Like, this is it. This is it. So like, no, we don't need to suffer. And you know what? Those of us that do like, like, and I said to, you know, uh, episode number one, the gal was in jail and now she's a global joy expert. And I said, I listen to you about joy better than I would listen to anybody else because you, you were in, you know, you were four years in jail having to be, you know, and learn to be joyful, you know? So like, there's a credential, you know, sometimes I call it wormhole certified, you know, like, I feel like <laughs> you have a credential, Kamala, like, yeah, you, you, it's like how you, and here's a good question, like how you teach Tantra and you teach embodiment 
um, and you teach the things you teach, how has it changed in the after, you know, in the after picture for you? Yeah, you know, this, that's a great question because, you know, for years, let's just take relationship. You know, I, I really have um, various lines of development that I'm in, you know, mentoring. And one of them is like, I work with couples in relationship. The others I work with artists. So I, you know, I'm a theater director and I do all kinds of creative work. And, and all of these levels have changed. So I've also, you know, do the, the deep um, embodiment and, you know, sex magic and sexual rituals. And, and, but if we just take relationship, I would say, you know, for over a decade, I worked with thousands of couples and I worked deeply with, you know, their relationships and the patterns. And, and so many of them were like, I want to come back to the honeymoon. You know, I want to like experience the passion. And I could absolutely like teach and coach and support and, and help couples. Um, and there was a degree to which I was teaching towards an ideal that I didn't even realize in the, in the foundation of my being. And so, as I mentioned, my husband and I nearly divorced, like that was really tenuous, really ugly for a while. And it wasn't until we like, you know, fighting and almost falling apart and losing our house and our son was harrowing, but then there was the repair and the repair wasn't just, oh, we're putting a Band-Aid on it. We actually fixed the marriage all the way up, all the way down. And then we attained an ideal that I never knew was possible in partnership. And so all of a sudden, <laughs> because of that near, you know, miss with divorce, I've got the, you know, this like new, new template of what's possible in love. And the coaching is so much more, um, it's like it just completely moved the goal. Goal goalpost is is a whole new game. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I can say that in every line of you know development that I'm mentoring in, um, that it's just like this big upgrade. Beautiful. Yeah. And we're always you know we're always teaching what we most need to learn. We're always doing the best we can. But then when your life upgrades, like you know your whole mission upgrades. Very, very well said. Yes, yes. Our whole, our life upgrades, our whole mission upgrades. And that is the conversation that we're having here because I know that there are mission-driven, inspired, soulful, successful entrepreneurs out there that are in the thick of it right now. Mm -hmm. And they're looking around, they're going, what the fuck? I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I, this, this shouldn't be happening to me because I'm supposed to be an expert at XYZ. Right? right. And so to, to see suffering is not necessary, but when it does happen to be happening, it, you know, that there, that there, there is a purpose. You know, I, I really believe that in my 20 years of, of coaching and mentoring people over long periods of time, you know, uh, it just, it, it happens a lot. Um, you know, for, for those, for those of you that are listening, you know, that have that story of like, oh my God, how am I supposed to help others and teach others when my life is like, you know, I'm holding on by a thread. Um, I often, you know, I've been in and out, speaking of like the nervous breakdown, the vulnerable underbelly, like I was in and out of therapy and off and on antidepressants. And um, I got really clear with lots of people I asked for help. I got clear that like, who wants to see a therapist 
who hasn't been suicidal. You know, it's like, how can that person help me if they don't really understand what I'm up against? Yes. And, and so I, you know, I just want to remind us that like, that these challenges do build our character and do offer, like you said, I love that wormhole certified. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then to have the like, the humbleness of like, no, I don't have all the answers and I don't need to look, you know, polished to just give you what I got to just share what I, you know, can share. Cause I mean that it's just permission to keep giving your gifts, you know, even when (laughs) you're, you know, in the need and the receiving end too. Yes. Permission to give your gifts, even when you're in the need and receiving end. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know my life has been preparing me for this you know, this platform. And the thing that I'm most excited about is being vulnerable and sharing my underbelly and sharing my get, my get fucking real moments. And, you know, like, you know, you know, our listeners know that, you know, my husband and I are non-monogamous and, and our, you know, our journey with that, you know, we're, we'll be married 25 years. We're going to get to work with you. And Michael, I'm so excited in our, up level of our relationship in our 25th year and and i'm i'm so grateful that i'm in a place where i don't feel like i need to have all the answers and be the shiny perfect you know one that i get to i get to just you know uh you know behind the curtain or whatever the metaphor and and share um just by role modeling, by being you, people have permission to be them. And, yes. and that's, I mean, that's part of the beauty too of peer coaching is we're moving away from this illusion that there's someone on a pedestal that knows better than we do because we are all ultimately our own authorities of our own lives. And, yes. you know, if we keep showing up in our authenticity, we actually are handing people their power back giving them permission again and again to take their life into their own hand as opposed to, you know, do what I say and follow what I do. Yes. Do what lights you up because that's what I'm doing. (laughs) And I I think that's what makes um, our relationship work so well is because we do look to the other person for input, but then we're always turning the other, each other back to look at, okay, what do you already know? And what, you know, what, what you're the expert, what would you tell yourself? And right. And that's how how I coach in general, you know? Absolutely. And that's part of waking up is you wake up and you realize everything around me is a reflection of me. You know, if I'm the divine spark is what's animating me and it's moving through everything around me, then I get to see myself, you know, in that, in in each reflection, which is the essential um, practice of namaste. And then life becomes like this shiny disco ball of mirrors all around you. (laughs) And it's a big party, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's always a party when there's a disco ball. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, so great. Um, is there anything else you want to share about your, your wormhole, your journey, sort of in the spirit of confession and, you know, being vulnerable? Is there anything else you feel like you want to share? 
Thanks for asking. I noticed, you know, I, <laughs> I noticed um, in the sharing of it that there's a, a de-identification with it. Like, I, so I have a degree in theater and I'm such a drama queen by nature. And as much as I know it would make great interview to go into the story and the gore and the detail, um, what my liberation has been has come from me like seeing it and being like, yeah, and that doesn't define me. That's not me. It does. It's not even alive for me. Like part of me is like, I want to share it for you for the purpose of this interview to like relate to people. And yet, um, for as long as I was holding on to that crisis as, as my, it's like a butterfly trying to hold on to the cocoon. <laughs> you know, like I can't fly around with this fucking cocoon. <laughs> and so, you know, there's something naked about not having that story and to actually live where, Oh, I'm, I'm letting that story go. I can't like, I'm not seeking people's empathy anymore. Oh, they don't, you know, like there's not, there's a lot of, side benefits that we get from, you know, the drama of whatever we had, the pain and the suffering we had to go through. And it, the most vulnerable thing that I've ever gone through is when I took the vow to stop suffering. And then when the stories would come up, cause it's like, Ooh, I know how to connect with people and relate in my pain, but I'm going to stop that shit and relate in my pleasure or relate in my peace that was naked. That was like, uh, is anybody with me? <laughs> like, how do, how do I relate? Is this going to be boring? Um, and, and again, again, when people are saying like, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? The impulse to be like, oh, let me tell you the drama and me so that I can connect instead of being like, I feel really great. There's a lot of peace in my heart because my concern was like, who's going to relate to that? Wow. <laughs> I don't think very often I'm like I'm like I want to just sit here and think about this I don't want to have a question yes 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 yeah it's beautiful so to kind of put a little bit of a bow on on the story as well um in service to the listeners what are the key lessons that you like learned um about yourself or along the way and like even to the point of like, do you have new daily habits or things that you totally love to hear more about that? Yeah. So my takeaway, if I was going to frame it is that we're multidimensional beings. And I mean that like, not just, we have a body and a mind and a heart and a spirit and a, you know, and I, like I go into the Eros and the sexual dimension, but there's like dream time and subtle body and the theoric body. Like we're fucking magnificently complex beings. And when there's a breakdown, it can be on like one, two, three, ten of these levels, right? And sometimes we address them um, like, oh, I need to get some exercise. I need to get more sleep. I need to, you know, what is going to repair the whole, you know, this holistic system that's happening? And, and it can be really practical and it can be like, oh, do you journal? Do you, you know, what are your practices? And all of that's equally valuable. Like it's super important. Not one, one dimension is not more important than the other. Um, cause we're actually like who we are is the synergistic whole, right? So doing all the self care is absolutely essential. But what I learned in it all is how 
there's a tendency, especially as a author, you know, I'm constantly in the realm of the mind and the words and the, there was a tendency for me to believe the stories that I told myself. And I thought that I would fix it by rewriting the story and just doing the belief work. And anytime we're in that belief of like, oh, this is the, 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 the dimension that I'm going to solve all the problems we're in like duality and illusion and it's just a partial you know it's all it's the difference between personal growth oh i'm just kind of growing this line of development and like really waking up and waking up is a lot more it interpenetrates all of these dimensions and you don't even have to understand it you don't even have to share the same cosmology that i share it's just when we you wake up you're like wow i'm here now and I'm existing on all these other planes simultaneously. And there's all these other timelines and there's all of this power available for me to create my reality. And you can't leave some part of you behind, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to wake up, but I'm gonna, you know, still be malnourished or still, you know, not without sleep or, you know, it's like all of you have to take all of you with you. So I know that's a little abstract, but it kind of points in the direction of, you know, from that nervous breakdown into shamanism, because a big part of the shamanic path is going into these extraordinary realities and experiencing life is not just, you know, three-dimensional, it's actually exponential. <laughs> okay, let's get into what the fuck is a sexual shaman? <laughs> I mean, it's, what's so great is that we are friends and we've gotten even closer and it's like, you know, I'm sex positive. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I, I, you know, Greg and I have had just, just, you know, what to most people would be just mind blowing, like fantastical experiences. And yet I know that your world is like, you know, it's, I can't, that I literally cannot imagine. And, and I can't wait for the book to come out so that I can read. Yeah. Um, the book that I helped you birth here on some level. So yeah, so tell us, tell us, what is a sexual shaman? Because this is so much a part of your after story. Um, yeah, part of the wormhole that I went through where I arrived on the other side was, was in this realization that I'm not of this world. And we're all in it. <laughs> and I want to say that a shaman has one foot in the material, one foot in the body and the physical but has another foot in the non-physical reality, which is actually the greater part of us. So shamanism is the, it's really this like navigating dreamscape between reality and we have access to all these other archetypes and allies and ancestors and animal spirits and medicines and having that access in a way that is, is balanced and grounded you know, because if you had both feet in that, you might be a psychopath, you know, like you might be delusional, you might be, you know, like, and I had years, like I said, I was on and off antidepressants. I had years of being afraid that I was crazy and I felt crazy nipping at my heels. And when the nervous breakdown came, I thought, oh shit, this is it. I've lost the last thread of reality. And then it was, how do I navigate that madness? in a way that actually it's not so much participating in the sanity because as we know the ordinary world is quite insane <laughs> but being able to navigate 
those two worlds in a way that's beneficial for myself and my tribe. In other words, the people I mentor and, you know, and friends and lovers that, that all are participating in the, the experience of there's more than this material world happening. <sighs> and so what I, I, I just fucking love you. I just want to say that. <laughs> one of the things that I fucking love about UKD is, is that I do feel and I don't, and, and I, and I've known you for a long time, but not to this extent. And so you do feel so grounded to me. And I love that we got to chat about what we chat about it before you talk about sexual shaman. Cause it's like, what, you know, and, 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 and yet I, so I do, I just could feel like the, the quality of groundedness and the quality of, and the, just the certainty of the rootedness that you have that I, that in my humble layman's opinion feels so necessary to mm -hmm. hold the space in the etherical and all those other fancy words that you said that sure. you know it's yeah. yeah and 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 so everybody knows there is such a thing as the international can you fill out fill in the blanks for me <laughs> ista stands for the international school of temple arts so that's the mystery school that i've been traveling and facilitating with in the last um you know really through this wormhole and <laughs> and actually 10 years ago uh no it's been l much longer embarrassing how that how time slides like that but i but i um i started with the school of temple arts which was in sedona before it became international and so this is actually a um it's like a spiritual path or a spiritual community that raised me and um, and now we're in over 30 countries um, offering initiations and week-long immersions into sexual shamanism. It's, it's, it's really, it's, I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm one who is fascinated to get close to people that are, are rooted in something. I mean, it could be, you know, engineering or, you know, <laughs> you know, being a college coach, whatever. Like, I just love to see, can I get those insights? And like, and so to be close to you and see you traveling all over the world and leading hundreds of people in these, you know, week long, two week long, you know, deep dives, and then getting to be with you when you come home and feel you when you come home and um, is, is just super fun for me. And, um, and I know that's part, I know that's, you know, I know that we're not, that we are, we are connected for sure on, for multiple reasons. I didn't know that my hubby and I were going to be studying with you and Michael for a year. I was like, oh yeah, this, that relationship course sounds great. And, you know, talking about how to get it out there and enroll people and all this stuff. And you know, what's and, beautiful about not knowing is, um, tell me <laughs> for, this is for our listeners. Like, like, you know, especially on a podcast, you can be like, oh, this is great food for thought and in, in the mind, but the invitation is to actually listen at a deeper level and, and to, when you feel called to do something, to respond, you know, not just from the rational mind. You want to include the rational mind. You don't want to set your logic aside to do spiritual shit. That's how cults work. But you, <laughs> including your rational mind, <laughs> you also want to like feel that there's, there's actually an energy bigger than us that makes all the important decisions. It's like, oh, my soul got me you know, to this, you know, get fucking real membership because my soul needed that kind of nourishment or, you know, like really no, there's a knowing that transcends 
the, you know, the, how much does it cost and what's my commitment? And, you know, it's just like, no, I, I need that to thrive. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. So in the spirit of um, listeners and kind of what you want to leave them with, you know, what, so if we, if you feel into the people that are um, hearing your story, that are being nourished by your story, that are hearing it in the perfect time for them, what, um, what advice or what, what do you want to leave them with in addition to what you just said? Yeah. So when I feel into these, you know, soul centered entrepreneurs, like I know that the call to do your work in the world comes from a much deeper place than the mind. You know, it's more, it's more, um, it's why you're here on earth. You know, it's, it's deep. And I also know that the obstacles in your path, whether they're health challenges or mental challenges, or sometimes it's physical. It's like, uh, you know, like I, I want to do this work, but I've got limitation, physical limitations. Those, those challenges, you know, it's like the obstacle is the way that obstacle opens a door for a deeper, a deeper work. And I'll give you a, a very quick, funny example, which is when I was doing the reality show, like the reason I said yes to this is because I see myself like a high priestess and this is my ministry. And I like, I was yes to showing sex on camera because sexuality is the life force energy. And I wanted to transmit this. And she said, yes, Anne, you can't talk about spirituality you know, because you know, you are just way too woo woo and you are going to fucking lose people, <laughs> which is a blessing, right? Cause it makes me more relatable. But I was like, wait a minute, I'm being censored. How can I do this work and, and, and not talk about God? How can I have sex without saying, Oh God, we all say it at the point of orgasm. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I felt really, really censored. And that was my biggest challenge. And then I realized that that was the biggest gift in the both seasons of doing the reality show, I didn't, I couldn't say God or talk about spirituality. So I had to be it. I had to literally internalize it in such a way that it transmitted through me. And that is one tiny example, but the gift and the message that I have is that when there's obstacles on any dimension, it's an opportunity to, uh, to come from a different center of gravity, you know, to deepen, align with the soul and to, to express yourself because those, th your soul is going to get through in any and all circumstances. So it's whatever the circumstances, just deepen into the knowing that there's a, you know, a bigger calling for you. Beautiful. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> Kamala Devi, thank you so much for being with us. I'll make sure that um, there's a link in the show notes to your awesome um, free resources, Tantra Terms and Polyamory Roadmap and, yeah, and all that. Yeah, thanks, thanks for all that. I hope those resources are supportive. Mostly, I just want people to stay in touch. If they sign up, then I'll be in touch and it'd be nice to hear from you. And Lisa, I want to acknowledge you. It's so wonderful that you're doing this, this podcast. I think it's such a gift to the world and there's there's gems and and just giving people permission to be themselves is like the, you know, there, there's not a higher um, Dharma. So I'm, I'm really proud of seeing you do this and I'm excited to see it ripple out. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. I will see you soon. <laughs> okay. Blessings. I am so glad you are still here. It was such an amazing journey <laughs> with Kamala. And I hope that you will grab um, some of the free resources. She has one called Polyamory Roadmap. So if you have any curiosity about non-monogamy and alternative relationships, um, she has a free resource there. And also one called Tantra Terms. Um, to enhance your sexual intelligence. So there is a link in our show notes to grab um, Kamala's resources and to stay in touch with her. And we recorded some bonus exclusive stuff for our GFR squad members. <laughs> I asked Kamala, what is sex magic? So I'd heard about this. I knew she had done some teaching on it. Um, but I didn't really know exactly what it was or how to do it. So I asked her and so she did, uh, she gave us a primer on sex magic y'all. So if you are a squad member, um, that is in, um, that is available for you to check out. And if you are curious about being a squad member, please go check it out. Link in the show notes. We are having a super fun time on our Facebook group. We're calling our squad quad and you can see videos uh, video of the beautiful kamala devi and our interview and all kinds of goodies um love for you to join us it's very affordable and super impactful all right y'all see you next time <laughs>